The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Doug Bursch and you're listening to the Fairly Spiritual Show. On today's show, we're going to talk about unclean rashes. Yay! No, we're not going to talk about that. That's gross. Uh, No, let's do this. Uh, Let's talk about withering. No, not Wuthering Heights. Great book, great movie, but withering. Uh, What causes us to wither? And what causes us to thrive and produce great fruit in the kingdom of God? Yeah, let's do that on today's fairly spiritual show. And if we have time, I don't know, maybe unclean rashes, but, but probably not. So stay with me and join me on today's show. Welcome back to the program. Uh, this is Dr. Doug Birch. So glad you could be with us. I pastor a congregation in the Puget Sound region, Evergreen Church. We're actually in Auburn, Washington. I want to give you an update. I've talked about this on the show. Uh, um, man, should I get into this? I might I might not actually get to the topic, but I, I'll forget if I don't. Uh, so I've been telling you, we're being kicked out of our building at the end of January, and I've been praying, like, I don't know where we're going to go. And uh, I think we've found a place. Uh, there's a building, if you live in the area, it's the Junior Achievement Building uh, next to the YMCA in Auburn, a really nice facility that we're going to be able to meet on Sunday morning starting the first Sunday in February. Although we just found out, so I don't think we're going to have anything set up. I think we're just going to be in there. But really wonderful news working with them. We're getting the details figured out here, but just a real answer to prayer. Um can I be honest with you, though? I think I can. Some of you are saying don't, but you know I can't hear you. So uh, if you want to say don't, you're going to have to text me, 360-818-4513. If you're like, Doug, don't be honest with us, that's the only way you're going to communicate that. You can text the show, 360-818-4513. The fact that I record the show, this is only going to help for future honesty. But if you do want to text the show, it's 360-818-4513. But can I be honest? And I, I just, I, if anything, I'd like this show to be like, whoa, that's a little different. What's that about? I don't really know what that fairly spiritual show is about, but at least the guy is kind of honest. So I've been praying, you know, for the Lord to provide this next space for us, and I'm still wrestling with God. I, I, I really see this as just a wonderful, profound, miraculous opportunity, and yet I'm still, I don't want to do this, because we still got to set up and tear down our church on Sundays, and I don't want to do it. And I'm still praying, like, Lord, and, and you can say, this is really selfish, Doug, repent, Fine, you can judge me, but I'm just—I just want you to have some some someone to show up and hand me keys. Say, here's your building, or or just some—you know—we I drive over a hill and there's this this building and there's this glow and this—you know—I hear the angelic chorus like oh, and I'm like there it is, and that's the story, and that's where I'm at. So I'm still kind of in that place. So you can still pray for me. Still wrestling with God. By the way, God is a really good wrestler. You know, he's like when you wrestle your dad as a little kid, right? You know, he's letting you kind of win, but you're not winning, right? You know, you think you're about to pin God. You're not. (laughs) So God's letting me wrestle with him. 
But he, he's going to win this match. You're aware of that, right? But that's where I'm at. So I'm, I'm excited at one level. You know, we're trying to close out of our building and figure out how to get out of there. And everybody's doing their best. And I'm, I'm worried about everybody relationally. That's how I am. My, my goal, you know, I got a goal to honor God and to serve the Lord. But I don't want people to get hurt. I don't want people to be worn out and stressed out. You know, everybody's doing everything volunteer. They're all just trying their best. Uh, and, and then also, I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to make people mad at me. Like this week, I had someone who was upset at me about something, and that just hurts. Like I just was obsessing on that thing, just thinking about it. And I, I think with ministry, here's the thing with ministry, and, and you know this can happen in a lot of areas, but with pastoring, you end up disappointing every single person you minister to. And if you have a close church, like my church has family members and friends, and you end up disappointing people. It's just going to happen. It's part of a relationship, and it's hard when you when you know that your best efforts, you're going to make somebody cry. They're going to look at you and go, man, that you really failed me. And so, you know, right now I kind of feel like that. I'm, we're moving ahead, and I'm, I'm worried about it. I'm trying to honor God. I'm trying to figure out how to honor others. And I'm like, God, couldn't you just make this easier? And I, and I know for the rest of you, it's like, life, to, life isn't easy for me either, Doug, so join the club. Um, but still, that's where I'm at. At the same time, I am frantically trying to finish this book. Uh, InterVarsity Press is going to publish my next book. It should be out sometime this year. I'll let you know. You'll hear about it uh, if I'm still on the air. And uh, with that, I just am just you know working frantically for the deadline for my manuscript at the end of this month. And that's stressful as well. And when I write, I, I do this. I'm either like, this is really good, or this is terrible. There's, a, there's no in-between. I'm either like, this is the worst thing I've ever written what kind of garbage is this to, hey, this is pretty good. You know, so anyway, um, that's where I'm at. I'm just kind of all over the board with this stuff. But but God's good. And I believe I'm gonna learn, or I'm gonna I'm gonna learn of the goodness of God. I'm gonna grow in the character of Christ as we go through these things. So I love your support. I love it when those of you who've uh, done different ways to show your support, those of you who've texted the show. That means a lot. That's not a little thing. Like, I'm, I'm, I want us to remove dehumanizing things. You know, we, we do this with social media. The book I'm writing is about social media. We dehumanize each other. We treat each other like ideologies and philosophies and theoretical opinions. But we are real people, right? I'm just this real person doing a show. I got the title pastor. And, and so when I'm hurting, I need real love, you know, when I'm struggling. And so do you, right? So when we make those attempts to have real connections with people, it matters. And so uh, some of you have sent words of encouragement. Uh, on Twitter, I got people around uh, the U.S. who listen to the podcast who, who send me messages like, hey, you know, how are you doing with the building? Praying for you. we got a group praying. That stuff matters. And uh, I know sometimes people are like, well, you know, pastoring, it shouldn't be about you. It should be about the body of Christ. But, but, but I feel like this is... If I can be vulnerable, I hope it it facilitates a vulnerability in the body of Christ, that we would all be vulnerable, that we would have climates like that, where we could just share where we're at, what, what it's like to walk by faith. So again, I appreciate it when you text and, and when you call. The number is 360-818-4513. Uh, did I say 4513? Yeah, okay, my eyes can barely see this number. I need reading glasses. Uh, the other thing is a couple of you... Uh, gave like $25 to keep the show on the air last week. And 
I think that's the smallest amount that you can give on the, the webpage. If you go to fairlyspiritual.org, thank you. You know, I just run the webpage on my own. The, the team that runs this program is me, right, in a computer. That's our big ministry team. You don't have this mega church. It's a small church. Uh, none of the money from our church goes to keep this on the air. I don't use any money from our church. If you notice, I don't talk about come to our church and here's the service time and all that. I don't I don't mention that. I'm just doing this specifically uh, for the church at large, for Christian community, for how we interact in the world. Uh, so this is just on the air based on people giving donations. And I wanted to do this. I wanted to show that there's an example that you don't have to be strong to be mighty in the Lord. That uh, in our weakness, God can be strong. So we're not some sort of strong powerhouse thing with our great big media outreach. We're not some mega church with our great big media outreach. You just have this small church, less than 100 people on a Sunday, who has a pastor who loves the Lord, who does this thing called the Fairly Spiritual Show, and uh, just based on people giving donations, uh, we stay on the air. I said, I think, last month, that I'm going to end the program in January. And that's what I thought. Maybe I didn't tell you that. I don't. Maybe I didn't. I might not have told you that. But I told the station. I said, January is going to be the end. And um, a few more dollars just came in. And uh, so I told them I'd like to go through February. So um, I'll go through February. Uh, but if you want to keep it going, if it's important, that's how I discern it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do this, oh, we have to stay on the air because the world will collapse and we're the most important thing ever and all that. That's, that's not true. Um, but I do trust, you know, the Holy Spirit's in you and the Holy Spirit's in me. And so if we want to keep this thing going, uh, just donate. So that's how it works. So those of you who have donated 25 bucks, that's really cool. So you can go to fairlyspiritual.org and you can donate today. Now, uh, I was reading this scripture that really comforted me and I wanted to spend some time on this. And, um, I, I've kind of been going through a a spiritual midlife crisis, and not the kind where I freak out on my wife and my church and all that. Not that. This is not one of those where I'm sinning a bunch, okay? But a midlife crisis in this, that I've really been, in the last couple of years, I think since the last election, I've been really disheartened by the basic witness of Christians and by the lack of fruit that I see even in the Christians that I've invested in. Now, there are many people that I've seen profound fruit in that are just amazing witnesses of Christ. And I just, I love the church I serve. I love the people in the church I serve. But I've also seen this. I've seen people who've received the kindness and goodness and grace of God, who've, who've really been fed into, and yet they're not producing fruit in keeping with righteousness. And in many ways, they're, become very, they're becoming very selfish and self-serving. And um, I'm at this spiritual crisis in this sense of, how should I invest my life? What should I be preaching? What should I be teaching? And I'll tell you, in some situations, like my goal is to encourage people, to bless people. I'm always trying to hear the voice of the Lord, but I've been someone who I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to offend people. My goal is not to make anyone feel bad. So I think about it that sometimes I have trended towards this, that you know, when I see someone doing something that I feel like, you know, that behavior is going to lead you down a path of destruction. And I'm not talking about a behavior like they're going out and, uh, you know, drinking to a point where it's harming themselves or something. I'm just talking about when I see that they're, they're not really living for the Lord, that God is becoming not that important to them, that they're just kind of living half-hearted lives instead of 
confronting that, saying, you know, I'm troubled about this. I, I feel like that fact that you're not giving God your best is going to produce really bad fruit. Instead, I spend more of my time kind of, you know, just encouraging them and what they're doing well and, and a climate of grace and kindness and goodness and love. And, but I'm more reluctant to challenge them to say, you know, the fact that, you know, you used to really be involved in the church, but you're not really that involved anymore. And uh, ever since you bought that new house, you seem to be giving more attention to your house or uh, I don't see you much in the summers anymore. You used to be involved and you're not as involved anymore. Seems like you're focusing on, on other things. Uh, I, I see your presence on social media and the way you are on social media. It just it doesn't seem to reflect Christ. And uh, you know I love you. You know I care about you. I'm not not trying to be your judge, but but I am a pastor who's seen a lot of things, and I've seen where this leads. I see the attention you're giving to your children. I've seen the attention you're giving to your spouse, and and I'm troubled because I've seen where this leads. Uh, as a pastor, I'll tell you, I, I become a spiritual historian. And in some ways, our culture does not respect pastors very much, and everybody thinks they can be a pastor. And there's a lot of jerky pastors, so I get why we don't respect pastors. But um, I, I have seen a lot of things. I've ministered for 21 years, and I know what's going to happen in people's lives. Not always. But I've seen the trajectory of people who are no longer serving the Lord with their best zeal. I've seen what it's like for someone not to be uh, repentant and the fruit of not being repentant. I know what it's like for a marriage to fall apart. I can see the signs of uh, infidelity. Not always, but I can see those things. I can see where a person's kid is heading. Not always, but often. I have some wisdom in those areas. But what you'll find is people don't come to you and say, hey, can you tell me where our marriage is struggling? Can, can you speak into my marriage? Can you speak into my parenting? Can you speak into my life? Can you... Have you seen in my life if there's something where I'm headed into a wrong direction? Can you actually correct me? Can you bring the discipline of the Lord? Like that, that doesn't happen. For the most part, people very much like you to encourage them, to bless them, to build them up, but they don't want to be challenged with anything that contradicts their current behavior. Well, I've been at this crisis because I'm seeing people destroy their lives. As a pastor, you get close to people and you, you literally stand there close to them as you watch them spiritually die. You watch them jump off a cliff of no return, uh, harm their, themselves, harm their closest relationships, harm their present and their future, generationally harm their family based on the decisions that they're making. And you just stand there in horror and, and, you, and you, they know the word. You've preached the word, you've proclaimed the truth, and they reject it in front of your face. And I thought when I was younger that, that people, once they heard the word, and they saw the word, and they saw the fruit of the word, that they would be attracted to it. And I realize that's not always the case. I feel like I have a really strong marriage. I'm, I'm not, that's not the pride of, well, well, I'm better than you, so you should do what I'm doing. But I, I have a really strong marriage, and I think it's because uh, my wife and I love God immensely, and we believe we are committed to God, and in being committed to God, we are fully committed to one another. So I thought people would say, hey, I want what they have, so I'm going to try to find a way to follow them as they follow Christ. You know, I'm going to try to model that or ask them, but you don't, people don't do that. They just go their own ways. 
I have pretty healthy relationships with my kids and a healthy family and based on a family that had to me some decent parenting. It's not all perfect. And I thought people would seek that out. They'd say, we, we want to model our home based on that, but people don't. They don't seek it out. So I'm at this place of spiritual crisis where it's more, well, what do you do, Lord? You know, what do I do about this? Because I don't want to do this. I can see people's lives, and right now I know where they're headed. And I could write a letter and say, I know the destruction of your life, and I could write a letter, this is what's going to happen to your life. And I could I could just do this. I could even do it generationally and say, your lack of faith is going to lead to no faith in your children. Uh, you, the trajectory of your life. I have some friends like this, not even in our church, but I see them online where they've rejected the church and they're kind of just in this nebulous Christianity. And I know what's going to happen next generation, that their kids are going to have no foundation in Christ. And so uh, it's just going to disappear generationally, the kids are going to say, why Christ? We don't need Christ. It doesn't matter. And I, I could write a letter and they can open it later when they're old and they can see that their kids do not value any of the things that they value. And their grandkids have no expression of faith. And, and I could say, hey, I was right. I don't, I don't want to be right. I want to be reconciling to, to bring people back to a restored relationship with their relationship with their creator and one to another. So that's where I'm at. And, and in light of that, I was reading this scripture, and I, I just want to say this kind of even just prophetically as a challenge, just for all of us, this is what I believe. And, and for you, if you're listening, if you're in this state, I'm not trying to judge you or condemn you, but this is what I firmly believe. Uh, Jesus you know, is speaking at the end of John, uh, you know, John 13, 14, 15, 16. In this, this area, this is, these are long teachings on communing with God and abiding with God and Here's what Jesus says in terms of what it means when we fully abide with God versus when we don't abide with God. And Jesus says, I am the true vine. This is chapter 15, verse 1. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you, unless you abide in me. So he's saying this so clearly. He's saying, you will only produce fruit. What matters? In existence, your existence, what matters? The fruit of your existence the fruit that you were created to produce, you will only produce it if you abide in me. Jesus goes on and says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Our ability to produce much fruit, to live in the spiritually prosperous, the spiritually prosperous reality we were created for, that only comes from abiding in Christ. And when we abide in Christ, we produce much spiritual fruit. It prospers our relationships. It prospers our marriages. It prospers our relationship with our kids. It prospers our sense of self and our sense of self with others. We prosper in the things of God. I'm not talking about prosperity, about having a bigger house or a better job. I'm talking about the eternal things that matter. But Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. 
If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. And and what you get from this context, no matter how you look at it, is Jesus says, as clear as you can say, that what will last and remain, what will produce fruit, is the person who abides in Jesus. And those who do not abide in Jesus, they will wither and they will die. That's it. You're either withering and dying. Eventually, you're either withering and dying to be, to be removed from the vine and cast and thrown away, or you are what? You're thriving. And I could explain away, well, that doesn't mean this, doesn't mean that, or we could just let the weight of this be on us, and I could ask you that question. You are either withering or you are producing fruit. You are either clearly attached to the vine or you're not. And if you're not attached to the vine, you will wither and you will produce death. You you will not produce fruit and you will not be an extension of the life of Jesus or the life of God. Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And again, that scripture is often taken out of context. But if we are abiding in the vine, our purpose becomes the vine's purpose. So what we ask for is we ask for the will of the kingdom to be done in our lives, and that will will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That's what we ask for, the will of the kingdom. Jesus goes on and says, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. We are proven to be disciples of Christ in that we bear the fruit of the kingdom, and we bear the fruit of the kingdom by, attach our, by attaching ourselves to the vine, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus says, just as the Father has loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, and in John, he repeatedly in the end here says, I'm going to abide with you and be with you, but you keep my commandments. If you keep my commandments... He says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. See, when we abide in Christ, his commandments are our will. We express his commandments. We express his character. We pursue his thoughts. We pursue his purposes because he is the nutrients of our life. You know, he is the expression of our existence. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. And you could read on with that. We were created to abide in God. And that's just the question I have for you. Are you withering or are you producing fruit? Are you withering or are you thriving? Those who abide in Jesus produce much fruit. Those who abide in Jesus begin to pray for kingdom things to be expressed. Our minds are focused on the kingdom. Those who detach themselves from Christ pray for things that have little to do with the kingdom. Where are you at? If you are withering, you have a choice today. You can choose to attach yourself, to say, Jesus, I attach myself to you. I want to abide in you, and I want you to abide in me. I want you to connect me to my eternal purpose, to my created purpose. My existence is hidden 
and rooted in you. You don't have to keep withering. Your life can be fruit, abundant fruit. And for those of you who are just struggling and life's tough and and it's just difficult around you, if you are abiding in Jesus, trust that the fruit you're producing is eternal and it's greater than whatever the momentary trials are that you're facing. You are producing kingdom fruit, eternal fruit, and no one and nothing can take that away. Abide in Jesus. Abide in him. Lord Jesus, I ask that you just show us right now. Just show us. If we're withering, we just reach out to you and we ask would you attach us to you. We want your kingdom to come, your will to be done. We want to be expressions of you on earth. We thank you for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for praying for me. Thanks for donating to keep the show on the air. Fairlyspiritual.org you can go to if you want to keep us on for another month. If you want to text the show, it's 360-818-4513. 360-818-4513. Again, you can go to fairlyspiritual.org. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. He loves you dearly. He's here with open arms to receive you, to be with you. Abide in Christ Jesus, and your life will be fruitful. People will see the King of kings and the Lord of lords in you. We'll see you next time. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.